Hitchhiking has always been a terrifyingly dangerous activity. From stories of hitchhikers going missing to tales of those who encountered violent criminals, the risks associated with this mode of transport are undeniably real and deeply unsettling. One of our darkest nightmares is the fear of the unknown. The unpredictability of a situation can be downright terrifying, leaving us feeling helpless and overwhelmed. It can be a source of anxiety and dread, making us feel powerless and vulnerable. Our first story of the night is titled Stop the Car. Mike awoke early that morning, a feeling of excitement coursing through his veins. He was about to embark on the first day of his European vacation, and his life was about to change forever. He had packed light, carrying only a few clothes and his cooking supplies. With his meager savings, he was determined to travel from country to country, experiencing the unique and delicious culinary delights that Europe had to offer. He was an up-and-coming chef in his hometown, but he was looking to expand his horizons and find new inspiration. He had heard stories of the world-renowned chefs in France, Italy, and Spain, and he was eager to learn from them. His first destination was Paris. After taking the train from the small town he was staying in, he arrived in the City of Lights and was immediately taken in by its beauty and culture. He was fortunate enough to find a cheap hostel near the city center and decided to stay there for the first few days. During his stay, Mike wandered the streets of Paris and visited the famous landmarks, taking in the sights and smells of the city. He also went to the local markets, where he discovered an array of different ingredients that he had never seen before. He was mesmerized by the vibrant colors and flavors of the foods and was eager to learn how to cook with them. After a few days in Paris, Mike packed his bags and moved on to Italy, where he spent the next couple of weeks exploring the countryside and sampling the local cuisine. Mike had arrived in Italy a few months ago, eager to explore the country and its culture. He had traveled alone for the first few weeks, but he was starting to feel a bit lonely. One day, he was walking through a local market when he spotted a beautiful girl with a backpack. She had a warm and friendly smile, and he was immediately drawn to her. He approached her and introduced himself. She told him her name was Madison and that she was from Australia. They started talking and found out they had a lot in common. Both of them were traveling around Europe and they decided to pair up and backpack together as coincidentally they were both headed to Spain. Mike and Madison had just finished their last night out in Italy. They were both exhausted, but excited about the adventures that lay ahead. As they arrived at the train station, Mike walked up to buy tickets. Before he could, Madison grabbed his arm and said, Wait, what are you doing? Confused, Mike asked her why she was stopping him. She smiled and said, Let's just hitch a ride. It's safe and it won't cost us any money. Mike had never hitchhiked before, and he was a little nervous. He tried to talk Madison out of it, offering to pay for her ticket, but she refused. With a sigh, he followed her down the main road leading away from the train station. As they walked, Mike started to feel more relaxed. Madison chatted away about all the places they had been and what they wanted to do next. Before he knew it, they had made quite a few friends on the side of the road. Eventually, they found a driver willing to take them to the next town. After a few minutes, they were on their way. The ride was exhilarating. As they drove, Mike and Madison talked about their travels and the people they had met during their time in Italy. They laughed and shared stories, and Mike found himself feeling more connected to Madison than ever before. The sun was setting, casting a deep orange light across the horizon, and Mike looked out the window with a sense of dread. 
He could see that the next town was only five kilometers away, but the man driving the car had taken a turn off the main road and was now driving down a country road. Mike's stomach churned as he reached for the door handle only to find that it had been removed. The man driving the car picked up speed and Mike's heart raced. Madison was beside him, her eyes wide and her breathing labored. She pleaded with the man to stop the car, but instead he drove faster, spitting gravel and dust up from the road. The car drove further and further from the town and Mike and Madison were in the middle of nowhere. They could see nothing but fields and trees, and the sun had almost disappeared from the sky. Mike's fear was palpable and Madison was petrified, her hands shaking as she tried to think of a way to get out of the situation. The kidnapper drove the car into a farm and quickly Madison and Mike were surrounded by four or five large men. They spoke a language that was not familiar to either of them, and their voices were full of menace. Madison screamed for her life as the men began to pull her and Mike out of the car. But the men only mocked them, laughing and pretending to cry as Madison screamed for help. The men dragged them towards the barn and Madison and Mike could hear the screams of other people inside. As they were pushed inside, Madison and Mike begged for mercy, but the men's faces were emotionless. Madison and Mike knew this was it. They had been taken and would never be seen again. The barn door closed with a loud creak and all went silent. Madison and Mike had been swallowed up by the darkness and no one ever saw them again. There's something sinister lurking in almost every small town, a legend of a haunted area that locals fear to tread, yet outsiders are drawn to. It's a place where no one dares to go, and those who do know they risk more than just their lives. Walk its paths and you'll feel a chill run down your spine for this is a place of terror and dread. A place where you are almost certain to enter with very little chance of returning. And our next little story is titled The Devil's Driveway. From a very young age, James had always been fascinated with the Wild West. Growing up in New York City, he never had the opportunity to experience it firsthand, but that never dampened his enthusiasm. His grandfather, a kind man known for his teasing, would tease him from a very young age by saying, Go West, young man. This only served to further his intrigue with the Wild West and its stories of adventure and danger. When James grew older, he decided to take his grandfather's advice and go West. He packed his bags, said goodbye to his family and friends. He had saved all summer and bought himself a pickup truck. He wanted to start his adult life in rural New Mexico. James had spent his entire life living in the hustle and bustle of New York City. He had worked hard and had a great job, but he was feeling stagnant and wanted a change of pace. After weeks of research, he found a small town in New Mexico that seemed perfect. He was excited to get away from the noise and traffic of the city and start a simpler life. He packed up his truck and set out on a cross-country road trip. The first few days of the trip were filled with breathtaking views, but nothing compared to the moment he crossed the state line into New Mexico. As he drove through the sparsely populated state, James was mesmerized by the vast expanse of land before him. He felt a peace he hadn't known in a long time. As he filled up his gas tank at the small station in the middle of nowhere, James checked his map and realized that he could save an hour if he took a shortcut. James had been on the road for far too long. He was exhausted, and his bones ached from the hours spent sitting in the driver's seat. The scenery had been a blur of trees and fields, and the monotony of the highway had lulled him into a state of near sleep. But when he spotted a small service station on the side of the highway, he decided it was time for a break. 
He pulled over, and as he stepped out of the car, he stretched his legs, feeling grateful for the opportunity to move around. The service station was deserted, and the only sound was the gentle hum of the pumps. James stepped inside, and the first thing he noticed was the walls lined with an array of snacks and drinks. He grabbed a soda and a bag of chips and made his way to the counter. The station attendant was a small, elderly man with a face etched with wrinkles, and the kind eyes of a caring grandfather. He greeted James with a warm smile, and James thanked him. When James asked about the shortcut, the man warned him not to take it. He pointed to a sharp curve on the map and said, Son, that stretch of road is called the Devil's Driveway. There's something evil out there. Countless cars have gone over this cliff. Don't go down that road, young man. It's getting dark. James could sense the fear in the man's voice, but he smiled and said, I'll do my best to stay away. James drove away from the small gas station feeling a little amused by the man's warning. He had heard the stories about the devil's driveway, but he was sure that it was just exaggerated. After all, he was an experienced driver and he had driven on plenty of roads that were far more dangerous. As James started down the road, he noticed that the sun was setting and the sky was getting darker. James was already feeling uneasy as he drove down the winding road, but the darkness and the fog that had descended made him even more uneasy. He could feel an icy chill run down his spine that seemed to settle in his bones. He was about to turn back when he saw an older man standing by the side of the road, hitching a ride. James thought to himself that he could use some company, and so he pulled over to the side of the road. The man silently hopped in, but James could feel the man's discomfort. He offered some friendly conversation, but the man simply stayed silent. As they drove, James could feel a strange presence in the car, as if something was watching him. He felt a chill run down his spine, and the hairs on the back of his neck stood on end. He glanced over at the man, but his expression remained unchanged. James felt the cold grip of fear, like a vice, squeezing his chest as he looked back at the road he was coming up on. The sharp corner above the cliff was getting closer and closer, and he knew he had to act fast. Suddenly, the old man growled an inhuman moan. He grabbed James' leg and pushed it down with all his might. The car sped up faster and faster, and James could feel the old man's grip on the wheel, holding it straight. Then, James felt utter terror as he met the old man's gaze. His eyes were full of hellfire, and James could feel his life flashing before his eyes as they sped over the edge of the cliff. It seemed like an eternity had passed before the pickup finally hit the bottom. Somehow, James was unharmed and the old man had vanished into the darkness. James knew that he would never forget the moment when he had looked into the old man's eyes. He had seen the devil. He had seen death itself. The man's eyes were filled with a deep, dark hatred and evil. James had felt fear and terror course through his veins as he had stared into the man's eyes, and he had felt certain that he was going to die. But, for some reason, he was still alive. The darkness we face can be a truly terrifying thing. Lurking in the shadows are monsters, poised and ready to pounce on their unsuspecting victim. Step cautiously into the unknown, for you never know what might be lurking in the darkness. Our next tale of hitchhiking is titled Bear Attack. Jennifer and Tiffany had been planning to go to the movies all week and they couldn't wait for the school bell to ring to signal the end of the day that Friday. As soon as it did, they were out the door of that cramped little high school, and off to get ready to go to the movies later that night. Tiffany was lucky. She lived only blocks away from the theater, so she could get there in no time. But for Jennifer, it was a different story. She lived miles away, up in the Rocky Mountains. 
she had to take a school bus to get home, and the bus would take forever. Still, the excitement of finally getting to the movies was enough to make Jennifer forget the long bus ride home. She and Tiffany chattered excitedly as they waited for the bus. When it finally arrived, they waved goodbye and Jennifer settled in for the long ride. She daydreamed about the movie they were going to see, wondering what it would be like. She couldn't wait to finally be at the theater, sitting in the comfy chairs with her best friend, sharing popcorn and laughing at the silly parts. As she stepped off the bus and saw her parents getting ready to go out, she realized she had totally forgotten that her parents were going out tonight. She had planned on asking them for a ride into town, but it was their date night, and in all the excitement, she had completely forgotten about it. Jennifer thought quickly, not wanting to ruin her parents' night out, so she told them to have a good night and watched them drive off. She knew what she had to do. Even though her parents would never approve, she had been hitchhiking to and from places for years now, and nothing bad ever happened, so she decided to do it again. Jennifer quickly got dressed and grabbed her bag and ran out the door. Jennifer was walking down the dark rural road on her way to the movies when suddenly, a car pulled up beside her. She was surprised to see an older couple inside the car, smiling and waving at her. Do you need a ride? They asked. Jennifer was grateful for the offer and hopped in the car. The couple was very kind and chatty, asking her questions and making conversation as they drove. Jennifer enjoyed the conversation, and before she knew it, they had arrived at the theater. Just as Jennifer said her goodbyes, her phone rang. It was her friend Tiffany, and she canceled last minute on her as an emergency came up, and she could no longer go to the movie. Jennifer was disappointed that her friend Tiffany had to cancel their outing. She had been looking forward to it all week. As she started walking back home, she stopped at the edge of town and stuck her thumb out. To her surprise, a car quickly pulled up and two older boys picked her up. She was hesitant at first but decided that it was better than walking for hours. The drive was comfortable and they had some nice conversations. Jennifer found out that they were both from the same small mountain town and they were both living in the city now. As they reached the beginning of Jennifer's road, the boys offered to take her all the way to her house. She politely declined, thanked them for the ride, and they said their goodbyes. It was a nice night and she wanted to take advantage of the warm fall evening. Before she knew it, the sun was setting and it began to get very dark on her walk home. Jennifer's heart raced as she walked down the dirt road, feeling more alone than ever before. She had been disappointed when her friend Tiffany had canceled their plans to go to the movies after she had gone through the trouble of hitchhiking into town. She was on her way home when she heard a rustling noise coming from the woods, just off the road. Terrified, Jennifer stopped in her tracks and looked towards the tree line. What she saw made her blood run cold. A huge, grizzly bear was standing just a few feet away from her, its enormous mouth wide open, with saliva dripping from the top of its mouth to the bottom. Its eyes were locked on her, giving her a dead stare that was the most frightening thing she had ever seen. For a few moments, Jennifer couldn't move. She was too scared to run, and too scared to stay. She felt like her heart was about to burst out of her chest. She had never been so scared in her life. Suddenly, the bear took a step forward. Instinctively, Jennifer backed away, but she was still too scared to run. She held her breath, knowing that it was only a matter of time before the bear charged. Jennifer felt her heart beat faster as the giant grizzly stood in front of her, posturing aggressively. Chomping his teeth together, saliva almost pouring out of his mouth, the bear growled with a guttural rage that made Jennifer feel as though this may be her last night on Earth. 
Her mind raced with whether she should run or stay. Just then, a deer ran across the road and into the woods, and the bear's instinct took over. He took off in pursuit and Jennifer breathed a sigh of relief. But her relief was short-lived, as a moment later, her parents' car came down the road, finishing their date night early. As Jennifer got in the car, her parents looked at her with concern. They asked her what had happened and Jennifer told them about the grizzly bear. She told them about how she thought she was going to die and that she would never hitchhike again. Her parents looked at her with both worry and admiration as they drove home. From that moment on, Jennifer was more careful when it came to her safety. And while she never hitchhiked again, she never stopped thinking about how close she came to that bear. The need to feel a part of something can be a powerful force that compels us to do things we would never imagine doing on our own. The fear of rejection can lead people to commit truly heinous acts, as they desperately seek to belong. This need to connect with others can often overpower our better judgment, resulting in heartbreaking, life-altering consequences. This next story is titled The Accomplice. Robert had grown up an outcast in the small town he lived in. He was a nice guy, but he was also a little bit different than everyone else. He had his own unique style of thinking and doing things that just didn't quite fit in with the rest of the crowd. Despite his best efforts, Robert was never able to fit in with the other kids. He was always the odd one out, and the other kids would often make fun of him for being different. Robert felt like a castaway on an island, isolated from the rest of the world. He wanted nothing more than to find somebody who would accept him for who he was, but it seemed like that would never happen. Robert had been dreaming of leaving his small town since he was a kid. All his life he had been the outcast, the kid who was never quite welcomed by his peers or his teachers. Even his parents, who loved him all the same, hardly understood him and his dreams. The day after he graduated, he packed up his car with all his worldly possessions and said his goodbyes to his family. He was almost too scared to leave, knowing that he was leaving behind everything he knew, but he was determined to make a life for himself away from the small town. He was driving south to Nashville, not because he was a fan of country music, but because he thought it was a good place to start. He was sure no one from his hometown would ever find him there. The further and further he drove, the more peacefulness began to settle over him. He realized that he was finally starting a new life. With the windows rolled down, he listened to his favorite music and felt the fresh air on his skin. He was appreciating the moment. He drove for hours, going through towns and cities he had never seen before. He was filled with a feeling of excitement and anticipation. He knew he was at the start of a new chapter of his life, and he couldn't wait to find out what the future held for him. Robert was driving along the highway, lost in his own thoughts as he often was. As he rounded a corner, he suddenly noticed a hitchhiker standing on the side of the road. He looked to be about the same age as Robert and seemed to be quite desperate. Without much thought, Robert pulled the car to the side of the road and opened the passenger door. The hitchhiker, a man named Glenn, quickly grabbed his bags and hopped into his car. As they drove along, Glenn told Robert about his travels. He had been traveling all summer and had nowhere to go or to be. He was a wanderer, going from place to place and taking on odd jobs along the way. Glenn and Robert drove into a small town, the sun setting low in the sky. As they approached the bank, Glenn asked Robert to pull over. Robert's heart raced with anticipation as he watched Glenn reach into the back seat and pull out a bag. When Glenn opened the bag, Robert saw a mask. Glenn chuckled sinisterly and ran into the bank. Robert's heart was pounding. He began to panic. 
He knew what Glenn was planning, and he was sure he didn't want to let his new friend down. As he debated driving away, he heard a loud yell. Glenn burst through the door of the bank, running towards the car. Drive, he shouted. Robert didn't hesitate. He drove as fast as he could out of the town. He glanced in his rearview mirror and saw a police car, sirens blaring, in pursuit. They drove for what seemed like hours, until Robert finally saw the glow of the police cars falling further into the distance. He felt a wave of relief washing over him as they escaped the small town and their dark adventure was just beginning. Robert pulled off the main road, his heart racing. He got out of the car and asked Glenn what was that. Glenn got out of the car laughing in a truly evil way and told Robert that my friend was a lot of fun. He opened his bag and threw handfuls of money into Robert's car. Glenn said, here is your cut. Robert's eyes widened in fear. He knew what Glenn was suggesting. Robert really didn't want to rob banks and commit crimes, but this was the closest he had ever had to having a real friend. Glenn's voice was low, but menacing. I thought we were friends, Robert. Robert shivered. He was scared, but he had no other option. He knew what he had to do, and he had no choice but to accept Glenn's offer. He nodded and took the money. Glenn smiled again and nodded. Welcome to the family, my man, he said, his tone of voice more menacing than ever. Robert swallowed hard and nodded. He was scared, but he knew he was in too deep now. The two young men hit bank after bank as they drove across the country. The sun was setting on the horizon as Robert and Glenn drove away from the bank they had just robbed. Everywhere they went, they seemed to have a knack for timing it perfectly. They were always one step ahead of the law. The thrill of getting away with it all was too much for the two of them. For the first time in his life, Robert felt a sense of purpose and excitement. Suddenly, they turned down a side road and Glenn noticed a police car following them. They had been caught. With a heavy heart, Glenn turned to Robert and saw the fear in his eyes. Before Robert could say anything, Glenn threw his gun at Robert and screamed, Help! This man is holding me hostage. The two officers quickly exited their car and raised their guns. Robert could feel his heart racing as he looked at the gun Glenn threw at it. Before he could say anything, he heard a loud gunshot and felt a sharp pain in his chest. He collapsed onto the ground and looked up to see Glenn running towards the cops. Glenn had betrayed him and framed him for all the bank robberies. Robert could feel his life slipping away as tears streamed down his face. He never thought it would end this way, Glenn had been his only friend. He closed his eyes, lying on the ground with a broken heart. The unknown should be absolutely petrifying to all of us. It's the thought of something terrible happening, something out of our control that makes us shudder. We have no way of knowing the outcome so our imaginations tend to run wild with all the potential disasters. The feeling of fear in the face of the unknown is a truly unique and powerful emotion. And our last hitchhiking story is called Taken. Tammy sighed as she looked around her college dormitory room. She was ready to go home for the Christmas break, but she was somewhat dreading it. She had grown a lot since she was last home. She was a different person now. Still, she was looking forward to seeing her family after so long away. As she packed her car, she glanced at it with a fond smile. It had been a loyal companion ever since she bought it. She had purchased it a few months before she went off to college and had been taking care of it ever since. Though it was a bit beat up, it had never let her down. She finished packing, said a few goodbyes, and started off down the highway. The sun was setting, casting an orange hue on the sky. Tammy was looking forward to a peaceful drive home. 
As she drove, she started to reflect on how much she had changed since last coming home. She was no longer the shy, naive girl she used to be. Tammy sighed as she drove down the desolate highway, reflecting on the woman she had become. She had worked hard to get to this point in her life, and she was proud of her growth. Suddenly, her car sputtered and the engine died. Tammy frantically pulled off to the side of the road and cursed her luck. Her phone had no signal and she was stuck in the middle of nowhere. She got out of the car and looked around, hoping that someone would drive by that remote section of highway. Tammy was feeling completely exhausted. After driving for hours, she had reached the outskirts of the next town, but her car had given out. She was stranded and had no way to get home. She had considered walking, but the prospect of walking 15 miles in the dark was too daunting. She decided to try her luck with hitchhiking. She exited her car and stood by the side of the road, waiting for a car to pass by. Time dragged on and the night seemed to stretch eternally. No cars appeared and Tammy was starting to lose hope. Then out of nowhere Tammy's heart raced as she heard a mechanical hum surround her, and she felt it completely dull her senses. Tammy looked up to the sky, the stars twinkling like glitter in the night, and she just knew that this was the last moment she would be on this earth. She slowly felt herself being engulfed into a blinding white light, and before she could do anything she felt herself being pulled into a strange, alien spacecraft. Tammy was terrified, her heart racing as she realized that she was now about to become one of the many missing persons that would never be found again. She tried to scream for help but nothing came out. Instead she felt herself being pulled further and further away from her old car. The inside of the spacecraft was unlike anything she had ever seen before. It was dark and unfamiliar and seemed to be made up of a strange, glowing material that she had never seen before. She could feel a strange, almost electric buzz in the air, and it was almost as if the craft was alive. As she moved further into the ship, she was met with strange, seemingly robotic figures. These figures seemed to come out of the darkness and move towards her. They had no faces, just a strange, glowing material which seemed to have a life of its own. Tammy knew she was in trouble, but she was too terrified to move. Suddenly, the figures surrounded her and she felt herself being pulled further and further away. She tried to fight back, but it was too late. She felt a sudden burst of energy flow through her body, and then, nothing. Tammy was gone, never to be seen or heard from again. She became another story of a missing person who disappeared on that remote stretch of road.